This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. What is going on, good people? You are watching the Fantasy Football Show here on YouTube. We are about to hit 10K, and I want to thank all of you as we walk closer and closer toward the end of the year as we're going to be doing some recapping, some looking back, and I just want to say thank you for making this channel grow so fast. You guys are the people. You are the channel, and uh, my thanks is to you. It's not the other way around. So, super excited to talk about week 15, 16, 17 for all of you in the playoffs. For those of you not in the playoffs, for those of you that maybe got kicked out of your playoff race in week 14, I'm here for you for week, uh, for, for, for the remainder of the season for 2022. I will be dropping boatloads of 2022 content starting this week, and we're going to be getting to all that. Um, we'll even do some 2022 stuff on the show maybe today, but I'm here for you. Your 2022 starts right now. And even if you're in the mix for your 2021 playoffs, which a lot of you are, I know because you're the fantasy football show viewers and we took care of business this year. Um, even if you're in it, we still got 2022, 22 content because we're doing it and we're doing it live. Okay. So. We are going to break down a lot of the news going on around the NFL. And uh, I want to say thank you to Angel for being first in the building today. And Lion's Den, a real close second. Joel, Zach, uh, Slayer, what's up? Blackbeard, now yours is mine. Joel, all you guys rushing in here. Appreciate you. What's up? What's up, Steven? Hit me with your questions. Hit me with your super chats. I will organize them in order uh, as they come in here. Hit the, the thumbs up on your way in the door, says Jeff. Listen to Jeff. He knows what he's talking about. Let's break down the news um, and talk about what is going on around the NFL. So a lot of people hitting the list, man. This is going to get ugly. So let's get, let's get to it. Keenan Allen activated from the dreaded list. He will be... Good to go. That's good news. Uh, Giovanni Bernard on injured reserve. Uh, no, no, no real information here. Next, uh, Foster Moreau was limited in practice. Darren Waller remained sidelined again. This guy, this guy is becoming one of the biggest busts of the year. Tyler Higby um, activated from the dreaded list. Damian Harris. Damian Harris uh, limited in practice on Tuesday, but this is kind of encouraging because we thought maybe, we thought maybe, um, you know, we would get this guy back for week 15. It looks like it's a possibility. I don't know if we want it or we don't want it because a lot of us have uh, a little man named Ramondre Stevenson we would like to put into our lineup in week number 15, 16, and 17 because Ramondre Stevenson would be an absolute monster we've talked about him all offseason have we not this man was going to be on every one of our rosters and then a lot of people dropped him because it took him a long time to get to, to business but 
Um, he still could be fed a, a healthy dose of, of work, even with Damian Harris in the lineup. So uh, definitely don't... Uh, we have to do this camera angle, which is kind of awkward, but the news... Um, whenever I put this news uh, um, camera on screen, it slows down my other camera for whatever reason, so I have to have to do it over here. James Conner, ankle under undergo MRI, um, prolonged period that injury, blah, 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 blah. Kingsbury added that he's probably... Kingsbury added that he probably has played Connor too many snaps in Chase Edmonds's absence, which you never like to hear when Connor's going crazy. You got him, and then you're like, "We've been we've been dialing him up a little too much. We might take take a little break, a little breaky poo from giving Connor that much work." Not good, you know. Even if he comes back, you're going to see more Chase Edmonds. I think Chase Edmonds will probably come back, but we'll we'll see. DeAndre Hopkins undergoing an MRI. I got a little I got a little beef with Hopkins. I you know, if he's hurt badly, then I, I guess I take this back. But I was a little disappointed he wasn't on the field. Like I know he got banged up in the game, but I don't know. I if he if he because Kingsbury after the game said Hopkins was fine. He didn't think it was a big deal. If it wasn't a big deal, this is my initial reaction. Again, if there's more to the injury than Obviously, there is if they're doing an MRI. But Kingsbury said, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think he's it's that bad. Then I thought to myself, why was Hopkins off the field on the final drive? You know, why was Hopkins after uh, after the recovered kick? Why was Hopkins not on the field on that next drive? Like, I, I, I don't understand. It, it was frustrating. You know, we've been without Hopkins. And I say we because I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm in Arizona. We've been without Hopkins for a long time now. And then Hopkins comes back. Gets a little ouchy if that's what happened. I mean, he's getting the MRI. I get it. But it was thought to not even be the leg, which is why he was held out. He was kind of holding his head when he got when he went down in that play, went to the sideline, and he went like this with his, with his head. Maybe he got a little shot to the head, but they said it was nothing after the game. Now there's a leg injury. I'm just I'm just frustrated with Hopkins. I'm frustrated with Hopkins. This is supposed to be still one of the best wide receivers in the league and as a Cardinal fan I'm pretty pretty upset pretty 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 upset right now um, but we still have an amazing record amazing team things could get back rolling I'm sure we'll be fine Cardinals are still a top four team top five team uh, God, it's just it was it was also rough because that was on top of fantasy like expecting a lot from Hopkins from a fantasy perspective I'm selfish I'm selfish I'm sorry I'm not worried about Hopkins, he's fine. He's not, there's nothing life-threatening. He's fine. Like, I'm sorry if I'm a little selfish that I wanted Hopkins back in the field, but that's me. That's me being honest, okay? That's just me being honest. I was a little selfish last night. I wanted Hopkins back on the field. Okay. Hunt was sidelined Tuesday. Surprise, surprise. Week to week, on Monday, said he's unlikely to play on Saturday against the the Raiders. Fantastic. Thanks, Cream Hunt. Austin Hooper, on the dreaded list. Landry, on the dreaded list. Stefanski. Okay, he's just, that's his protocols. Uh, Jaguars owner. Okay, so they're talking about. Urban Meyer may or may not be 
the future we'll see. I if they keep Urban Meyer, they're ridiculous. And they should have they shouldn't have gone this route anyway. It was very evident once the Tim Tebow stuff started coming out. Like Tim Tebow is potentially gonna be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? We could tell the distance Urban Meyer took the Tim Tebow thing was evident he didn't know what he was doing. I'm sorry. That was that was the writing on the wall for me. And then my biggest fear for for James Robinson, for ETN, for Lawrence was that Urban Meyer was going to be a wasted year. You know, Lawrence's Trevor Lawrence has matured a little bit during this season, but this is going to be like a reset year because if Urban Meyer is removed and he needs to be, then you've got a whole new like okay, uh, now now he's got to learn a new coach, potentially a little bit of a new system. It's going to be a reset year, and it just kind of sucks for a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who you wanted this year to be very, very productive. Um, so pre- pretty bad, pretty bad, inf- pretty bad news. Tony Pollard, Mike McCarthy said he's feeling a lot better about Tony Pollard's foot. Availability for Week 15 against the Giants. Look, we want Tony Pollard back. If you own Zeke and Pollard, you want to start Tony Pollard. He's the better back. He's more explosive. The problem now, though, is going to be, what do we do? Because if Tony Pollard is less than 100%, then we don't even know who to start still. Because Tony Pollard might come back, but then if he doesn't get half the work, then he's not going to get more production than Zeke. And then you're left in a situation where, like, do I start Zeke and hope he falls into the end zone? I don't know. So, to be determined later, will we want Tony Pollard or Zeke in our lineup if we own both in Week 15? I will let you know. I will come back with updates all week long on this one. Rashad Penny, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll, as he should, has said that Penny deserves a shot to establish himself as the team's lead back in the regular season final four weeks that is true that is facts that is not cap and Pete Carroll needs to stick to his word on this one Penny is still available in a significant amount of leagues we're talking like 40% of all leagues he's still available on waivers so Penny needs to be your absolute top ad of the week in week 15 on because he can win you a league Penny can win you a league if he's still out there and nobody picked him up and, it, and I, I have a couple big leagues where a lot of my waiver wire names are not available in my leagues. My leagues are huge, you know, deep benches. And there was like four out of like 10 of the leagues I checked where Penny was still on waivers. Because nobody either A, wanted to buy into him. B, we're all stacking defenses to try and stream defenses. So we all are holding extra defenses. It's an awkward time to add a running back when you weren't sure what the workload was going to be. It was a, it was before the game kicked off. It's easy now to, to be like, oh, Penny's the great, you know, player we all should have known to add. And he was on my ad list for sure. So my recommendation was pick up Penny if you need a running back. If you didn't need a running back, though, it was pretty easy to be like, ah, Collins, there's just a, there's three running backs still there. It's very cloudy, very messy. Seattle's not running the ball well anyway. Is it worth even owning Penny? So Penny stayed on waivers in a lot of scenarios. He can win you a league. He could also do nothing next week. That's Things like that happen all the time, but he could win you a league. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis ran a, a pass route 
on 80.6% of Josh Allen's Week 14 dropbacks. That had something to do with Emmanuel Sanders' um, injuries and, and what he's dealing with. But he is looking good. I've always liked Gabe Davis. He's always been a real solid you know, wide receiver prospect in deep, deep, deep leagues. And he just kind of hasn't ever come through and delivered um, consistently. But this is a good wide receiver to add if you are in desperate need at the wide receiver position. So Gabe Davis, think about adding the man. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, fourth best completion rate when facing pressure this season, which is surprising. Um, I still, you guys know my thoughts on Jimmy G. I don't think, uh, I think the team wins and does better under Trey Lance. I don't care. I don't care what anybody tells me. Um, Adam Schefter reports further testing on Logan Thomas's injured knee revealed an ACL tear. So he is done officially, obviously. Uh, Kendall Blanton, uh, these are just updates from the game. Um, Ertz, 5 of 7 for 42 yards. Kyler just didn't have a day. Van Jefferson had a day, a, a mini day. It was a good day. 58 yards and a touchdown. I expected this man to score. He's coming into a zone. He had a lot of mistakes um, in this game, but I, I still believe he's very, very embedded in the offense. But Odell Beckham Jr. surprised me. And, you know, I'll take a lap on Odell. I'll take a lap when we get to him. 86 yards for Christian Kirk. A.J. Green has continued to surprise this year. And with, with Hopkins still banged up, this is a good wide receiver to add. Maybe Hopkins, maybe Hopkins is available and you need a wide receiver. I mean, he continues to deliver as long as he can get healthy and get back on the field the next game because he's he's older. Uh, 7 of 10 for 102 yards. He's continuing to do very well. Uh, so you need a wide receiver. Grab him. Here's Hopkins. Super disappointed in Hopkins. You know that. I've already said that. 54 yards off five catches. 12 targets. Him and him and Kyler were not on point tonight. And I don't know who to blame. You know, part of me wants to blame the man that didn't return to the field. But I don't know. It's just upsetting. Just upsetting. Sonny Michelle, 79 yards. Not a, a huge day, but it should have been for Michelle. But he did okay, but he didn't do what we thought he might do. Six of seven for 77 yards and one touchdown. Smitty, take a, take a little bit of itty-bitty lap. This is one that I, I had a lot of doubt on, Odell. I'm not saying Odell's a wide receiver one. Let's not get carried away for anybody in here who's got Odell. It's like wide receiver one. He's not a wide receiver one. Cooper Cup's there. Van Jefferson's still going to share with Odell. But Odell is a fantastic wide receiver three with upside for more. Upside for more going forward. And I didn't really want to buy into it. I didn't want to buy into it. But Odell is definitely climbing. Um, now, keep in mind, because <laughs> everyone everyone's going to be at risk this week. He's probably on the list. So this could affect his week 15, just so you know. But Odell still moving forward. If he's on the field, not on the dreaded C list for week 15, so week 16, week 17 is a, an excellent wide receiver three. Must start. I'm going to take a little itty-bitty. Take a lap. Take a lap on that take one. Take a lap. Take a lap. He looks good. He looks good. James Conner, 31 yards and two touchdowns. But he, the, the big thing was the nine receptions for 94 yards. Amazing. Kyler Murray, good yardage, 383. No touchdowns. No, uh, He had two interceptions. And uh, he had uh, 
61 yards on the ground, which I believe was the team high. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is just... He's having such a good year. It will be very interesting where everybody ranks him next year. It's going to be very, very interesting. Because I don't think anybody's going to keep him out of the top three. You're going to have a lot of people say he needs to be the wide receiver one. And I'm not going to yell at you or tell you you're wrong. You you can think that all you want. And I, I submit you approve it if you that's what you want to do. I still have Jefferson one. But you're not crazy to want Cooper Cup as your number one wide receiver. Everybody can do what they want with their own rankings. These are very close wide receivers. Very close calls. I like Jefferson myself. But Cooper Cup, top one to three. Top one to three. I mean, 13 of 15. Stafford is the best thing that ever happened to Cooper Cup. 123 yards and a touchdown. And this felt like it could have it could have been more. Like when Cooper Cup has 100 yards and a touchdown, it feels like, okay, is he going to get the other one? Is he going to get the second touchdown? Is he going to get the other 40 or 50 yards? Like, you're almost, you're not disappointed. But if Cooper Cup gets you 90 and a touchdown, let's say, you feel a little bit cheated. That's how good Cooper Cup is. And so, I mean, how do you not take that guy in the first round in 2021, 2022 drafts? How do you not take him as at least a top two wide receiver? I don't know. Like, he is definitely right, right, right at the one, two, three for wide receivers in 2022 and a first rounder. So, it's crazy. Broly says... Cooper Cup's the number one wide receiver. No, there is a debate. I just had it with you, Broly. It's Jefferson. Jefferson, Cup, Cup, Jefferson. It's a easily a debate. Easily. Simple. Simple debate to have. Um, Stafford, 23 of 30, 287, and three TDs. He, he looked great. He looked fantastic. Uh, Malcolm Brown. Okay, I think we're, we're running dry on the news. Mike Williams did not practice Monday. Austin Eckler did not practice on Monday. We got to keep an eye on Austin uh, Eckler. Tony on the, on the list. Josh Gordon on the list. Wayne Gallman claimed off waivers from the Falcons. Uh, Minnesota placed Madison on the list. So that's what they're doing there. Um, he's worth looking at if something happens with Cook. Gallman could could just be an emergency plug-in, you know. Uh, Wilson on the dreaded list. Wasn't he on it before? I don't know if he was. Manuel Sanders. David Johnson activated from the list. Josh Allen suffered a foot sprain in week 14. Considered day-to-day. Probably will play. Yeah, I love when people say there's no debate on something that, like, come on. Broly, come on. Get out of here, bro, with that. (laughs) No debate. No debate. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. No debate. Someone's actually going to try and say Justin Jefferson and Cup can't be debated. Jage, let and I see the comment here. JJ is like that's the thing. Cup, Cup is. I'm not saying Cup's not going to get like better with age or anything, but Cup is Cup is at his like you know peak. Jefferson's still learning. Jefferson's still improving. 
every game Jefferson's learning something new spatial awareness spatial intelligence how to do this how to do that like Jefferson is going to get this much better every game whereas Cup is already just firing at his peak so they're going to get like this in terms of that skill set not everything's about stats Broly we're talking about 2022 pal not 2021 so check the stats it doesn't doesn't change it <clears throat> um Chase Edmonds was not activated from the injured reserve and will miss week 14 against the Rams we knew that that was old news so th see we're back into the week 14 prior to week 14 stuff but some of this is the Monday information and there's no there's there's no like here's the thing though about the 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 Cooper Cup debate that we're supposedly having or not allowed to have because it's a cups the wide receiver one to some people like without hesitation what I'm saying to Broly and to anybody else is you can have cup number one cup cup is debatable as the number one wide receiver absolutely in 2022 but there are several wide receivers to look at cup wide receiver one sure I don't I don't mind if you have that at all I Smitty approve it but Justin Jefferson is the wide receiver one to some people and that's okay too you can have either or you can have either or there's nothing wrong with it this is the real question is are they both going to be in the first round and I say absolutely absolutely I think whereas last year we had one to two wide receivers in round one now we'll have three potentially more but at least three I'd say going wide receiver one. Jefferson has Cousins as his QB. It's true. You also have a Rams logo in your avatar. <laughs> but yeah, it does. It does. It is a big difference. Stafford, Cousins, Cousins, Stafford. Agreed. But Cousins is good enough that it's not like an ham a hampering type thing. Is there a debate? Broly. I, I mean, I appreciate I appreciate you. I'm not I'm not trying to to drive you away. I said get out of here with that. Not saying Broly, get out of here. But you can't sit here and say there's not a debate, Broly. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. When half of the population has Justin Jefferson as wide receiver one next year, and half of it has Cup and Broly, I'm telling you, you are correct in being able to have the stance either one. You just, you can't say there's no debate is what I'm saying. Because half the world's debating with you. It doesn't matter what happened this year. We're talking about 2022 and what people are predicting at a JJ. JJ's only going to improve. There's nothing wrong with liking JJ number one or liking Cooper Cup number one. Either way. And if someone said, hey, I still have Tyreek Hill number one, Smitty. I'm not going to make someone take a lap on that. All three are absolute fire. Or somebody said, hey, Smitty, I think Devontae Adams is staying in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay, which I don't think is going to happen. But if someone wanted to rank Adams number one next year, that's debatable too. It's all debatable. There's no right or wrong for 2022 yet. So much is going to unfold. There's what I believe. There's what you believe. But 
to say there's no debate, I'm just, that's all I'm saying. There is a debate. Everybody's having it right now. You can't say there's no debate when literally half the people will say Jefferson and half the people say Cup. I think both are phenomenal and it's going to be a healthy debate. A healthy debate all freaking off season. There's no wrong answer between Cup or Jefferson number one. Exactly. That's what. I, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. There you go. Okay, Royce Freeman, a decent pickup. Ah, I don't know, bro. Hey, uh, special. Sorry you missed the playoffs, bro. Sorry you missed the playoffs, pal. For any of you that have missed the playoffs, I've got your back for 2022. We're going to do it live. We're going to break it down. 2022 content's flowing in. Flowing in like water. Just going to be... Jefferson is bad. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Yeah, C.D. Lamb. I'd probably say C.D. Lamb's going to be in the top five. I'd say, you know, he's had a little bit of an up and down year. A little more than we would have liked. But he still can, like, if Lamb drops a monster, like, two or three TD game in the final three weeks, he will be inside the top five wide receivers on the year. Like, he can climb right into that that area. Like, C.D. Lamb is still hovering in that point range that one or two big weeks in the next three weeks will put him inside the top five to seven for wide receivers on the year. Like, he's that, he's that close. So, yeah, Lamb, depending on how he finishes, will be ranked ultra high in 2022 or he could he could fall into the like mid second round zone like if he finished on a tear people remember the 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 last thing that had happened is going to be more influential than the whole season so like jamar chase is an example everybody doubting jamar chase not everybody but everybody outside of our circles let's say talking about jamar chase isn't it it just isn't, he isn't it. He's not doing it anymore. Like now, every, the last thing that you remember is going to influence you more than the entire season. So like Jamar Chase, if, if the season ended today, Jamar Chase would be such a high wide receiver uh, drafted. Michael, appreciate you, pal. If Rodgers goes to Denver, Jerry Judy will be a wide receiver one and will be a steal next year's draft. Absolutely. So my predictions are that uh, there's an old graphic that I was putting up from a video there. Um, okay, so what were we saying? Denver. Denver and Pittsburgh. These are the two landing spots. So A-Rod, the odds of A-Rod, I think... Staying in Green Bay, in my opinion, are like zero to five percent. I mean, if they win the Super Bowl, something happens to management on the management level. There, this could this could increase, sure. But right now, as as it stands, I literally think it's more of a zero to five percent chance that A Rod stays in Green Bay in twenty twenty two. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. And, and Michael, thank you for the super chat, pal. I think I got a couple more supers. I got John here. I got Terry Roberts. I got Greg. Thank you guys for the super chats. Let me put you right here and get to you right after this Green Bay point. 
appreciate all of you guys' super chats. And Michael, let me put Michael's back up. Michael's been a huge supporter of the channel and the show. Um, we wouldn't be where we're at without you guys, without your generosity. Michael, appreciate you, pal. And I agree with him. So while I'm talking about Michael's point, let me keep Michael on screen. So A-Rod, to me, I feel like this is like a 70% chance. And if we put this at zero, this if I just had to choose two spots and break up the percentage, maybe I'll put 35% chance here and 65% chance here. I would say that's the likelihood. I think Denver's more likely than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh would definitely be um, an attractive place for A-Rod. I think he turns either running back Najee Harris or Javante Williams into a 15-plus TD running back. I think he turns Jerry Judy and, you know, Sutton too, but Jerry Judy into a star. I think Jerry Judy would be a top 10 wide receiver. I think Deontay Johnson already feels that good, but he would be enhanced. He would be even better under A-Rod, and he would be more consistent, and he would be easier to count on as a high draft pick. If if uh, and Fryermuth, can you imagine Fryermuth with a Rod? Can you imagine Noah Fant with? I I, I think Fryermuth does better than Fant under a Rod, and I think both running backs explode under a Rod. I think Deontay is just scary under a Rod, and, and Judy vaults up and becomes this monster. So, thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Drop a like in the video. Thank you. Should a Rod go to the Jets? Um. No, but I don't think he'd even consider it. Should A-Rod go to the Cowboys Cardinals? Now you're getting silly, Broly. Now you're getting silly. Melvin Gordon will stay in Denver. I hope not, David. And even if he does, I don't. I mean, he may not be relevant. He's getting older. Every day, that man's getting older. Michael, thanks again, pal. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Michael. Um, rock out. What to do if you have a playoff buy? What to do when you have a playoff buy? You watch a whole lot of Yellowstone rock out. A whole lot of it, bro. Uh, but you also can start looking at defenses rock out to to really hammer home that final two weeks. So focus on watching Yellowstone and watching the waiver wire and just making sure you have the right defensive players. Chuba or Foreman this week? Give me Foreman. Give me Foreman. He feels like the running back one, and he's the best shot you have. Good morning, Leonard. Do you trust Swift? We'll talk about Swift in a minute, but Swift, um, Swift is. It sounds like he's not going to be put on IR, but that could change. You know, I don't know where that information came from, but people started pushing it last week, late last week. Hey, Swift may not come back. They may put him on IR. I haven't heard that this week, and I don't know where that news really originated from because it felt like a stretch, um, but who knows? Maybe there's some internal talks about it, and he might be put on IR, but for right now, it sounds like it, it sounds like he is going to be um, 
back in week 15 or week 16 for right now. Hey, Smitty, I made the postseason. Thanks for, thanks for, thank you, Greg. Greg, congratulations, good buddy. I appreciate you, pal. Smitty, I might be in a bind for the playoffs. Well, Broly, lay it on us and we'll see if we can help you win. Need a tight end. Please help. Who are the top tight ends available, David? We can try and help you out. Any news on Eckler? Uh, no, not yet. Just that they're looking at him. And uh, I'll keep checking the waiver wire. Or the waiver wire. <laughs> I'll keep checking the news wire throughout the throughout the show, Rockout. We'll, we'll see if we can figure out what's going on with uh, Eckler. But I don't know if we'll know today. May lo- we may know something later today, but not right now. Smitty, check my first video on IG. My sleeper you coffee cup is here. Let's do it. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Terry. Look at that. Nice mug. Showcasing the the sleeper you mug. Look at that. That looks good, Terry. Atta boy, Terry. Terry sporting the mug. <clears throat> Terry, thank you for the super chat. Thank you for all the generosity, the support. You are the man. Everybody loves you here, Terry. And happy, uh, what was it, 21st birthday? Terry turning 20, what is it, 21, Terry? Smitty, what do you think the chances are that Sony will take this job? McVeigh has history of having one dominant back in his system. McVeigh also has a history of doing what you don't think he'll do. So I I would say I would not be shocked if McVeigh did the opposite of what we all believe him he should do. Like whether he should go with Sony Michelle or whether he he should stick with Henderson. Whatever the majority of us, of us feel he should do, he'll probably do the opposite. I'm not saying McVeigh isn't a good coach. I'm not saying McVeigh doesn't do well with a lot of things, but what he does do, I believe, is different than what I would do at the running back position half the time. You know, how long he took to move on from Gurley, how long he took to actually believe in Daryl Henderson. Even when Daryl Henderson was like the only healthy back during his rookie year, he still wouldn't lean on him. He still wouldn't give him a shot. Um, I don't really know what uh, Lama says he's got to join Sleeper U for Christmas. Yeah, bro, if you do, join the lifetime membership because I'll give you free text advice for this the remainder of this year and next year. If you join the the highest level um, sleeper you package, the 199, I'll do the 199 one, and then I'll you get content for life, rankings for life, you know, never pay for that stuff. All the video courses, over 40 video courses coming for 2022. How to draft from the 1.1, how to draft from the 1.4, how to draft from the 1.12, how to trade into the first round, how to trade out of the first round, how to manipulate in trades, how to negotiate. How to identify what personality type your trading partner is. All those videos, training courses galore. There are going to be over 40 videos. Thousands of, of, of hours of, uh, uh, or thousands of, thousands of minutes, sorry. Thousands of minutes of content. Um, hundreds of hours of content. Uh, so get ready for all of that. That kicks off right now, essentially on sleeperu.com. So, and, and you know, Llama. We're going to tear it up this year. Okay. Glad to have you when you do join. Um, 
answer your question, John, I would probably say, Broly, I have your your comment here. I would probably say there is a high likelihood that Sony Michelle isn't going to be removed, but there's still a decent shot that he returns to Daryl Henderson. So I would call it like a 50-50 situation right now until we know how healthy Daryl Henderson is. If Henderson still is held out for any reason, let me pull up Daryl Henderson right now. We just talked about him, but... He's got this quad injury that's a little concerning, but if he looks like good to go, like he doesn't have any um, restrictions at all in the coming days, then I feel like I feel like Henny's gonna get at least half his job back. I don't think Michelle is. I, I think he's done well, but I don't think he's done it long enough to just take away what Henny's done all year in McVeigh's mind. I think he wants to use both of them. For right now, I know he does historically lean on one running back, but I think until Handy proves he's back, and he could do that in the first drive, you know what I mean? Like it could happen very understated. Like it could be like he comes in and McVeigh says he's back, you know, and leaves him in. But if he if he's like still getting his feet under him, I could see him using both backs for a game or two. But I do believe that there is a high likelihood that Hendy will get his job back. And I know Sony Michelle owners don't want to hear that. And I know so, uh, Hendy owners don't want to hear that Sony Michelle might be a thorn in the side of, of Hendy. He could. I just don't think any of us have a good uh, uh, handle on, on that topic right now. Because we don't know how healthy Daryl Henderson is. It all kind of revolves around that. So once we know more on that, we'll be able to kind of better... I think guesstimate, but it's still going to be a guess until we see it on the field. Because McVeigh's not going to tell us. Good morning, Smitty. Do we trust Swift if he comes back this week? Um, I think if he comes back, yes. I think if they play him, they could limit him. We'll have to check the news, but I think if they play him, they're probably not going to limit him too much. So, and we got to watch what's what's the status of Jamal. You know, all that's going to help paint a picture for how much workload. I think Swift will have. And I think we'll we'll have a good indication before kickoff if he's worthy of being used. So we'll have we'll definitely have to address it later. I don't have the information now. Nobody does because it's all still very much up in the air. Hit the thumbs up on the way in the door. Appreciate you, sub, if you're new. You found your new home. I'm only allowed three moves a week, and I have eight moves left for the playoffs, so I'm kind of worried with injuries in the C list. Well, then my advice is don't make a move until the final. Like you could add somebody, but like don't be making don't be making a ton of moves till you I think get a handle on what you need based on all of these people popping up on the on the dreaded list. Top 10 running backs um for 2022 or 2021 legion for this week. Oh, I see your I see your comment there for this week. Yeah, uh let's see here. For this week, I would probably say running backs. Okay. Okay. I see what you're doing here, Legion. I see what you're doing here. Week. 
15 running back rankings. This is going to be good. Number one. I mean, it has to be JT for me. I get it that the matchup, JD. JT. The matchup could be better versus New England, but you just can't sit JT as the, the RB1. Like Dalvin Cook, if as long as he's not on the dreaded list or, or hampered or anything... Dalvin Cook would probably be the running back two overall for week number 15. Um, Kamara plays Tampa, so we can't put Kamara anywhere at the top here, although he is a receiving back as well, and he could definitely have a big day. You know, he could have a sneaky big day like some running backs have against Tampa, like Gaskin has pulled in two touchdowns before. It's certainly possible that uh, Kamara could still find production, but I don't think enough that we're going to rank him as like uh you know as a as a top three option at the running back position given the Tampa Bay matchup. So number three, if Eckler's healthy, I probably would put Eckler. If he's healthy, but that is a question mark because of the health. So we gotta check in on that. That O is bothering me. Okay. Um Number four, man, number four, Fournette versus the, the Saints, Najee Harris versus the, the Titans, Mixon at Denver, Cordero Patterson at San Fran, what are we doing here, what are we doing here, probably going to go with Najee. Najee versus the Titans. Uh, probably going to go right here with Fournette versus the Saints. So, versus the, the Saints. Najee versus the Titans. Eckler is... What is he? The KC... Cook is at Chicago. And JT versus the Patriots. So that's my top five so far. What's up? What's up, media? Okay. Number six. Number six. You guys are probably going to think this one's a little high but I think he bounces back this week I think this is the week people have been waiting for the signs of life for Nick Chubb I think Chubb has a day I think Chubb has a day he plays uh, Las Vegas 7 8 9 and 10 Number seven for me this week. Connor's banged up, so we're not putting Connor in the top ten. Kamara will probably breach the top ten here. Joe Mixon is probably going to be next up. Mixon at Denver. 
Patterson. Put your earmuffs on, media. Patterson at Sam Fran. Kamara, uh, even though he's going up against uh, a tough run D, he is a, a weapon. And he is he in Tampa? Yeah, he's at Tampa. And then this last call, I mean, is it Gibby at Philadelphia? Is it Mont? Is it Javante Williams versus Cincinnati? I'm gonna go Javante. That's my top ten. That's my top ten.